0: The SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 at sleeper.com slash SGP. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome to a very special episode of the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast. Special always because we have Justin Mark and it's Tuesday and we're talking USFL. But if you're one to dig into numbers, this is the 100th episode of the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast. I am so excited, of course, as always, your host, Rod as I did mention Justin Mark here for USFL Tuesday, but Justin... I've never done a podcast that's hit the 100-episode mark, so I'm super stoked, and I'm pumped that I get to share it with you.
1: Absolutely, and congratulations. That is awesome.
0: It's crazy to think 100 episodes ago we launched this and didn't know what we were in for, and here we are 100 episodes later, and this is a living, thriving, breathing thing. Uh, Shout out to uh, Terrell for making 99 episodes so I can do the (laughs) 100th. That was pretty nice of him to do. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Uh, so, uh, all right. Anyways, yes. So, if you're a numbers fiend, a hundred episodes, we have just crossed that threshold, and we are on for another hundred more, if not more, if they just keep asking us back. I'm, I'm all for it. So, uh, all right. It is Tuesday. It is the USFL. We had one hell of a weekend of of USFL football. I just. As we get into the playoffs now, where we are in the playoff mode in the fantasy football world, uh, these games just continue to get more meaningful. Not just for the teams that are involved, but for those of us who play fantasy football. Not me, folks. Not me. I did not make the semifinals in any of my leagues because I give too good advice, and other people follow it, and I don't. So, uh, but Justin, you are well on your way into the playoffs, right? I am. That's right. Uh, And you did it by way of beating the undefeated team.
1: (laughs) I'm still in trouble for that. (laughs) Yes, um, this weekend I beat Miranda and her undefeated team, so she was pretty disappointed, but um, still the number one seed in the playoffs, so... I'm hoping that we face each other in the championship.
0: that's going to be one heck of a ride. But for those of you who are also finding yourselves in the playoffs, you have some questions, I'm sure, because there was a lot of unknowns that popped up on our radar last week, and now all of a sudden you have to make heads or tails as to whether or not these are going to be flashes in the pans, or if we actually have something to go from them. And of course, as we always do, we'll give you some start-sit advice in the second half of the show. But let us break down the week that was in the USFL, uh, and we begin with the Pittsburgh Maulers taking on the New Jersey Generals, my New Jersey Generals. Uh, the story of this one, Justin, is Pittsburgh still not good.
1: Yeah, what are they even doing? That's what I want to know. Um, the starting Roland Rivers, which... It, you know, it's too bad for Vadley because he didn't have much time to prepare. And I feel like he did all right in the games he played. It's just the play calling is bad. Um, You know, they can't get the run game going at all, which is supposed to be what this team's about. And so, yeah, it's just, it's a confusing team to watch. That's for sure.
0: So, Yes, obviously, Roland Rivers was starting that game. He threw 38 passes, completed only 18 of them for 218 yards, a touchdown and interception. He did, though, rush for a touchdown on six carries and 28 yards. You're right. That, uh, the, here's my frustration with that, too. And not just that Rivers probably didn't deserve to get the start, but they pulled Vad Lee when they were down one score to put in Roland Rivers two weeks ago. But Roland Rivers came out flat in this game, and, and Kirby Wilson left him in. And he said earlier he can't have people who don't produce on his team. Roland Rivers was not producing, and you left him in for almost the same reason that you pulled Vadley the week before. This guy has no business being a head coach, in my opinion. And I don't call for people's jobs very often, but it's, it's very clear to me that when you contradict yourself in that manner, probably management's not your style.
1: I would be shocked if he's coaching next year.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I know all of my shortcomings, and for God's sakes, no one should put me in charge of anything. So <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, like, I'm not saying that I could do a better job, because clearly I can't. But if you're going to pull a, a quarterback in you know, a couple weeks and say, I can't have him not producing, and then leave a guy that's not producing in there, I just, I, I can't see it. But speaking of not producing, once again, the run game this time, disappointed, uh, again, big time, this is what they wanted their identity to be. Uh, but Garrett Groshek carries eight times for 25 yards, 3.1 yards for carry. Uh, Madre London comes back down to earth four carries 12 yards. Uh, and, and then, you know, they, they had a guy carry the ball three times in Daniel in 12 yards. It just it, 21 carries 77 yards. The whole team averaged 3.7 yards per carry. And that was including Ronald Rivers. I mean, they've only got a couple of games left to go now, so I guess this is just throw everything at the wind, right, and, and go for it. I don't know if I'm trusting any of these running backs going forward.
1: No, I don't think you can. Um, we thought Madre London was going to be sparking a little bit. He looked good the past two weeks, and then he gets four carries. So, yeah, there you can't trust him because you can't trust the coach.
0: Nope, you can't. And – when the running game was supposed to be the identity and it's just not, then what else do you got to fall back on? Your, your uh, quarterbacks aren't doing much of anything and just not helping. I mean, he did get 218 yards, did Roland Rivers. That was not bad as far as the USFL is concerned because we haven't seen too many 200-yard uh, passers in a while. But still, it's because he was playing for behind most of the game, uh, and it was just tough. Uh, you know, When you look at who was catching the ball, Delvin Hardaway – 10 targets, three catches, 64 yards. You, I mean, when your receivers can't catch the ball one and you're not throwing in the ball well too, it leads to 10 targets and three catches.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A very misleading stat line. Um, Some of it's on the wide receiver, some of it's on the quarterback, but... Yeah, if you're if you get the ball thrown to you 10 times, you expect a lot better than just 3 catches.
0: <laughs> you can I mean you can't. And Hardaway is not a bad receiver, even. He's actually one of the better ones on the squad, but he, again, he wasn't getting very many good looks and he was covered pretty well, a lot of overthrows. Yeah, he was targeted, but again, those balls hardly ever got to him and the ones that he did catch just didn't go for very much and that was a story down the line as Isaiah Henney was the next guy on this list to be involved six catches 60 yards he did have the touchdown uh but he did have a a long catch of 25 yards which accounted for most of his yardage
1: yeah um henny's really kind of blossomed the past couple weeks we'll talk about him a little bit later but um this is a team that should be doing better with hardaway henny uh trey walker um bailey gaither these are talented receivers you have a running back coach who should have the run game going. There's no reason they should be this bad.
0: Yeah, you talk about uh, Walker, Trey Walker, one catch, seven yards on three targets. Bailey Gaither, one target, no catches i just for a for a team that boasted a, a lethal receiving core a couple of weeks ago they are nowhere to be seen Jalen mcclesley pops out as uh, as one of the receivers to catch a couple passes he caught two for 39 but he had a a long of 20 but he had seven targets as well it's just I, you look at this and it's I, I, for fantasy purposes you probably don't have any of these folks in your roster if you are in the championship because these guys have not produced so far but if you do and you're relying on them, I am sorry for you.
1: Yeah, and it hasn't helped that they've had that quarterback carousel going on, four quarterbacks in eight games. So it's just unfortunate for uh, Pittsburgh in general.
0: It is. New Jersey's not that hard to break down, though. I will say that they are rolling with Luis Perez. Justin, this may be the week where I just give up... uh, Uh, Not disliking. I give up disliking Luis Perez, 18 of 24, 220, a touchdown. We said this with Roland Rivers. He only completed 18 of his passes, but context is everything, right? In a win, (laughs) 18 passes that you complete for 220 and a touchdown means you won the game.
1: Yeah. And less attempts, at least for Perez. I was very interested to see what you're going to say about Perez coming into this week (laughs) because He didn't look bad. He looked like a competent quarterback that can win them the games. Um, I still feel like maybe they, you know, DeAndre Johnson was active, but he did have that ankle that was banged up. I think probably resting him. They know they got the playoffs, um, so it'll be interesting to see who gets that start once it's
0: playoff time. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't hate Luis Perez anymore. I can't. I want to. <laughs> I want to so badly, but I just, I can't. In fact, because it's my team. I, I do, I just have to like him, so we'll go there. Uh, all right, that was Luis Perez. I'm done praising him for now because it, it just physically hurts. But this running game, right? This running game, fantastic. This is really what uh, they all the announcers keep harping on all the time. Darius Victor, bowling ball, carried it 17 times, 87 yards. But Justin, three touchdowns. You may have gone to the fantasy playoffs because of the play, single-handedly, of Darius Victor.
1: He certainly helped me beat Miranda's undefeated team with those three touchdowns. Um, yeah, he is a bowling ball. You know, they they go on and on about the size of his thighs, how massive they are. But he just, he he's a strong runner and he is a very talented player. It's been really fun watching him this season.
0: And he just gets stronger as the game goes on. I mean, I know that's cliche and everything, but this just looks exactly like that. Darius Victor, every time you give him the ball, as the, the minutes start to click down on the uh, on the clock, he just looks like he runs harder, and and it just proved it. Didn't have 100 yards, but three touchdowns, you can't really, uh, and, and a 5.1 yard uh, per carry average. So, yeah, I mean, the guy's getting the job done. But also getting the job done is Trey Williams, his his buddy, his other amigo. Again, there's only two now. DeAndre Johnson's not in there anymore, but Williams carried the ball 12 times for 66 yards, five and a half yards per carry. Fantastic running in this game. Kavante Turpin, only two carries this time for 10 yards. They didn't really use him very much, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the one-two punch of Victor Williams just really knocking out anybody that's, that's taking him on.
1: Yeah, this is the, um, as far as the both of them, they have the best run game in the league, I think. The Stallions are close with Scarborough and Marble, but um, I think Williams right now is outperforming C.J. Marble, so I would give it to the Generals as the best run game in the league.
0: And they didn't start out that way either. It wasn't that, yeah, they didn't start out as a good run. I mean, obviously with DeAndre Johnson rushing, that kind of led the charge, but in the last couple of weeks, you've started to see now the, the fact that Perez is getting better, but the running game is helping him do that. So, uh, you know, I, I like that. And, you talk about getting better, he's got a lot more to throw to now. Kevonte Turpin, five catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and then we have Alonzo Moore, three catches, 44 yards, on five targets. His uh, tight end, Bowman, two catches, uh, three, 23 yards. So, you know, I mean, he only threw one touchdown pass, but by and large, it was all of it was effective for him. And, and I think you're just looking better uh, more and more. And Jamon Moore was a name that popped onto the screen uh, more often. Uh-huh, get it? Four catches, 45 <laughs> yards. So he had some great receiving help uh, to help him along, too, did Perez.
1: Yeah, and Turpin is one of, if not the best receiver in the league right now. He is an elite receiver. So hard to tackle because he's just so shifty. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch. And one of the reasons that I think the generals have a good chance to win it all.
0: Ah, yeah, Kevonti Turpin is is the Swiss Army knife. and I mean, like I said, I loved watching him, and I'll probably say it every week until we're done watching him in the fan-controlled league because he was exactly like that. It was it was the same type of concept for him. He just would get open, and it wasn't even a longer... It wasn't a long field uh, in, the, in the fan-controlled. It was only half the distance of, of a regular football field, so he had to get a lot more done in a lot less space, and he did, and he impressed. So that's why he's in the USFL, and that's why he's impressing in the USFL, in my opinion. So, yeah, keep an eye on these generals, man. They... They're going to go. I mean, I have a feeling that it's going to be them uh, making a charge for the the road to Canton as, before it's all sent down. I mean, it's obviously in the playoffs, but uh, yeah, you may see them in the championship game uh, before the final before the final game, I guess. <laughs> Let's move on to Saturday. Didn't know how to get out of that one. It's, it's, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, we move on to Saturday where the New Orleans Breakers took on the undefeated Birmingham Stallions and left. Everybody in Birmingham 100% out of breath up until the very end, Uh, and Birmingham does stay undefeated as they win 10-9 in what was supposed to be one of the more, oh, I don't know, plentiful games you would figure as far as fantasy was concerned. Turned out to be a defensive struggle between two of the more offensive teams in the league. Uh, we'd start with the breakers, Kyle Sloter once again putting up some decent numbers, 23 of 40, 251 yards. But here's the glaring, uh, just really what was the, has been the story of Kyle Sloter over the last few weeks, and that's three interceptions, no touchdowns. Justin, he can't seem to keep the ball into his receiver's hands. His receiver's hands.
1: Yeah, no, not at all. Um, A lot of inconsistency there and just bad decisions. Um, He he does look healthier, though. He does look like he's not as injured. Um, So I can't use that as an excuse for him now for why he's creating these turnovers.
0: Yeah, I mean, the groin is not an injury or not an injury. It's not an issue anymore. So, you know, this is just him literally not being able to, I think, key in on where the defense is. So, yeah, I mean that this this offense is going to struggle so long as he continues to struggle. And 9 points in the game is not what you're looking for.
1: No, and I don't know about you, but I definitely thought this one was going over and was surprised to see 19 total points.
0: This one, if any game should have gone over, this is the one that should have gone over. I mean, we talked a lot about how most of the games have gone over. In fact, most of the games this week went over. So, this was the one that just failed to do anything for anyone. Uh, the running game, Jordan Ellis, 11 for 41, uh, Jones did have the touchdown 10 carries 27 yards. Uh, talk about Jones. He, that's an actual good story there. He's actually seemed to come on, uh, Anthony Jones in the last couple of weeks.
1: For sure. And, um, this was, I know he had the touchdown that kind of saved his fantasy day, but this was a little bit of a disappointing day for the run game in general for them. Um, outside of that, the, for a team that had been running the ball pretty well the past couple of weeks.
0: It, yeah, and that's what you expected too. You expected them to run well. Uh, obviously, like I said, Jordan Ellis and, and Anthony Jones. Yeah, it just didn't it didn't seem to add up. Twenty three carries total, sixty nine yards amongst the four. Sloter carried one time for negative five. He brought down the average, uh, and that one touchdown. So yeah, the running game for the Breakers not cutting it. Uh, and and as we talked about with Sloter's troubles, Taywan Taylor was the I guess, recipient of most of his good luck. Uh, four catches, 76 yards on six targets. Sal canella the big tight end. Nine targets, six catches, 60 yards. Sal canella I love him. I do. I've always loved him. And I think he just, he needs a quarterback with more consistency to make this work.
1: Yeah, I thought they were going to give the Stallions a case of the Sal canella but just couldn't win the game at the end there.
0: <laughs> no, not even a little. So yeah. Uh, Johnny Adams, five catches, 54 yards. Totally dropped off. Uh, Johnny Dixon, four catches, 32 yards. Uh, Mr. Sean Poindexter, three catches, 28 yards. So, yeah, I mean, not much to speak of for the receivers here. It was just a sort of spread out the ball to everybody that catches passes and and see who who hits it. Adams and Dixon, to me, they're the two disappointing ones in this because they were the ones that were garnering all the headlines, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago, maybe even three weeks ago, and now, Nowhere to be seen.
1: Yeah. And both of them were bailing out their quarterback, making excellent catches. And you just haven't seen that the past week, but past two weeks, actually.
0: Yeah. You talk about bailing out quarterbacks. That's what I've, I've noticed that a lot, especially in the last couple of weeks with some of these quarterbacks and it's just getting bailed out, uh, by their, their pass catchers. They're making some great catches. I know, um, when you talked about when we talked about pittsburgh rivers got bailed out a couple of times by some good catches uh not very many but uh (laughs) but enough to make him look better than he was so yeah it's just a matter, and we'll talk about a quarterback uh in a little bit that got bailed out a (laughs) lot by his receivers but yeah i mean you just you're starting to see that and with kyle Sloter, that's exactly what it is you don't have a better option or you may have a better option heading into the playoffs, depending on the availability of a couple of these quarterbacks uh, heading into um, your, your playoffs if you're trying to get rid of Kyle on your on your roster, which you should, right?
1: Yeah, at this point, he just can't be trusted to put up good fantasy numbers.
0: Yeah, and when you're not throwing touchdowns, that eats into it. You can throw for as many yards as you want, but if you're not throwing touchdowns, that is definitely hard to overcome. So, yeah, definitely not a good look there. Let's move on to the Stallions. Jamar Smith, it's his world still. We're just living in it. 15 to 29, 183 yards, touchdown, interception. Not a great day for Smith, but then again, we said that. Not a great day for either one of these quarterbacks or these offenses.
1: Yeah, for sure. This is the third week in the row that he's not had a great day, but they still win games. So, you know, as long as you're winning games, you really can't complain too much. And now his backup, uh, Alex Magoo, who was originally in the starter, I don't think we're going to be seeing any more of him after he re-injured himself.
0: Oh, that was just a heartbreak. He came in for one play. What was it? One play, two plays? No, it was one play. Right? He came in for the one play. Because yep. he didn't even complete a pass. He didn't even attempt a pass. He just ran the one time, got a huge run on it, and then just pulled up again and injured himself. One rush for twenty two yards. You got to feel bad for the guy. Like he he looked like he could play, and then he realized, oh wait, I'm still hurt.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if we caught it. They put him in for one more play after that later in the game. Cause Smith got hit in the head and I think that to check him and he's literally like limping onto the field. And then as soon as he was done, he's like, can I go out? Can I go out? I, ha- I handed the ball off. Let me just hop off the field now.
0: That's true. He did give the ball. I think it was either to or, 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 Scarborough and, and yep. yeah, turn around, hand it off, limped off the field. Like I'm done. Sub, sub yeah. please. <laughs> uh speaking of that rushing game bo scarborough not 100 yards this week not even a touchdown uh if you if you're disappointed by sub 100 yard or uh yeah by sub 100 yard games by bo scarborough this was one of them 14 attempts 54 yards not not a big day out of him cj marable five carries 20 yards again we talked about it it's just it wasn't a good day for this offense
1: yeah, nobody could seem to get the ball moving uh, enough. I mean, the ball moved here and there in little chunks, but not enough. So, very slow day for both offenses.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, the takeaway, you're still you're still starting Bo. Like there's no question there. Uh Marable, again, you could probably use him as a flex. Definitely think about it moving forward, but yeah, you're still starting Bo. I, I can't I can't see a scenario in which you get away from that. Agreed. So, fire up Bo Scarborough, especially this week against the Gamblers. <laughs> If yes if there's anybody you want to play a running back against it is the gamblers so fire up your bow uh we take a look at the passing game uh it was whoo man trey williams seven catches 109 yards hot hand my friend uh, as he just led on 12 targets it was his it was his day i mean we said it was bad for the offense but one person had a fantastic fantasy day
1: yeah I wondered where those targets would go with Vic Bolden being out for the week, and yeah Williams really absorbed all of those really. the next highest target total was Scarborough at four.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, he just he really he did it he he, he to me, he looked impressive in a way that we hadn't seen all season long and and I don't know are we going to talk about him later? I, I haven't necessarily took up I mean that's one person you might want to go ahead and and target if he's out there. for sure. So, uh, all right. And then Hardy, three catches, 43 yards. He got into the end zone. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Yeah. Marable, uh, one catch, 19 yards, <laughs> Mitchell, one catch, eight yards. Uh, Ramsey even got targeted twice. He almost had a big catch. Our boy mm-hmm. Peyton Ramsey.
1: Yeah. It was just a little in front of him too far in front. And, uh, he reached out trying to get it, but it bounced right off his fingertips. And unfortunately into the defensive back's hands.
0: No, I was that was set up to be such a gigantic play. I was so excited to see him quite possibly do that. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, it didn't happen for him. Uh, one guy that we talked a little bit about that actually fell off uh, the pace a little bit um, was Darius. And Darius had a good couple of weeks the last couple of weeks. And now, all of a sudden, nothing. Michael Darius, no catches. Uh, you know, one target kind of fell into the background.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, he had a disappointing day. And then Sage Surratt, um, somebody who I was excited about out of Wake Forest, he had 1,000 yards in eight games his senior year. Couldn't stay healthy. Now he was healthy and even got the start because Carrie Angeline was injured. And just one catch for negative one yards is extremely disappointing.
0: So – Again, I don't know that you're scared off of anybody here. I mean, again, this was a down week. It's, we're eight weeks into the season. We couldn't expect them to come out slinging every single week. Uh, this may be just one where they, they caught their breath a little bit. And I mean, they're going against the Gamblers next week. We, we already said it. So to me, that just spells fire up all of your Birmingham Stallions because while the Gamblers' defense has been good, they just continue to give up points. <laughs> And they give up points in the most inopportune times. So, you know, can't necessarily uh, uh, trust them anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, look, fire them up, right?
1: For sure, yeah. It should be a bounce back week.
0: I concur. Uh, all right. Now we move on to the next game on the schedule, uh, which was the Michigan Panthers and the Philadelphia Stars. What, uh, <laughs> what a game. What a game this ended up being. I I don't know. I did not give the Panthers much of a chance anyways, but boy, I got to tell you, if you're starting any stars, you are loving life right about now Uh, as we will talk about the stars in a second, but let's talk about the Panthers where it is Lynch, Paxton Lynch getting the start 27 of 40, 251 yards. He had two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, we're, we're, we're living in Paxton Lynch's, uh, Panthers team now.
1: Yeah. And he didn't look bad. It looked like he had to shake off some rust, but definitely, um, kept putting them in positions to score and to win. And, uh, one of the things with Paxton Lynch, he's like six foot seven, but has pretty decent mobility. I still remember back when he was in the NFL watching him run on the bears and going, why is this tall quarterback who should not be mobile? running for so many yards against us so um definitely it makes him a uh, a better player than you think on paper
0: yes and yet he still managed to give it away and and cost his team uh, a couple of costly interceptions obviously they're all costly but this was he was the team had momentum and then next thing you know he's throwing an interception and killing all of that momentum so for Paxton Lynch, it's it's just a mixed bag of yay ah yay ah <laughs> you know.
1: It really is, yeah. Um, that first one was pretty early in the game, and I thought, okay, he's going to shake it off. But that second one was pretty bad after they had built some momentum. So, yeah, definitely an up and down roller coaster there.
0: I mean, he shook it off, but unfortunately, he went right back at it. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was he, he had enough time? So the first interception was in the second drive. Right, three plays. They only did three yards on that. Then he threw an interception. Stars went and scored right after that. Uh, later on in the uh, in the second quarter, or it was a third quarter rather. He he did it again. They were down eighteen to twenty four. They were they were close. Three plays, twelve yards, interception, and then the stars scored a touchdown the next drive, and then they just ran away with it. After that, it was just a, and then Paxton Lynch fumbled later on too, and kind of sealed the deal. So again, it was yay awe for Paxton Lynch, and and at the end, it was more awe than it was, yay. But he wasn't helped out at all, really, by his running game. Uh, Cameron Scarlett, 5 carries, 35 yards. Stevie Scott, 11 carries, 29 yards. He did most of it himself, 7 carries, 20 yards, and he had the rushing touchdown. So, yeah, this, this once powerful, another team that said its identity was supposed to be the running game has not even impressed at all lately.
1: Yeah. And Reggie Corbin had been one of the leading rushers in the league and got injured early on in the game after three carries. So just couldn't pick up the slack with um, Scott and Scarlett after that.
0: Yeah. And Corbin, uh, yeah. After those three carries, he only had negative two yards and really just got plowed and, and had to come out of the game. I, but I don't know that he did much better in this game, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. The defense act was very prepared for the run and when you have Paxton Lynch making his first start in a while, you'd, that's what I would do. I would dare them to beat you with the pass, and they couldn't do that, obviously.
0: No, they could not. Uh, you want to talk about who was catching passes. Uh, Lance Lenore, target leader, 12 targets, 8 catches, 64 yards. But it was LaMichael Petway, the tight end, that led the day. 7 catches on 8 targets, 97 yards, and a touchdown. I like Petway, man. It's, it, he reminds me of Bug Howard.
1: You know, for sure, and but producing much better results these days. Um, and two weeks ago, if you listen to this guy named Rod, he did say, pick up Petway because he was starting to break out. And of course, here he is putting up big yardage and the touchdown.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it Petway is one of those, it was one of those quiet guys that was just kind of riding under the radar. And then all of a sudden, that big day was enough for, for him to kind of just jump on fantasy radar. And yeah, if you picked him up, he definitely produced for you. Uh, Speaking of picking stuff up, Ishmael Heyman, or Hyman rather, four catches, 25 yards on six targets. He didn't have the catches of the yardage, but he was targeted six times and it just felt like they were, uh, announcers were saying his name quite a bit yesterday or this weekend.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's somebody that the past two weeks, they've started to get more involved, kind of came out of nowhere. So it'd be interesting to see if he can keep that momentum up, especially with so many targets going to Lenore and Petway.
0: I mean, Lenore's obviously earned him, and Petway, we know, has earned him. So, yeah, I mean, Lenore's going to be the guy, number seven's going to be the guy that gets looked at a ton anyway. So, you know, just can you get many more past that, especially with Lynch at the quarterback? Who knows? Uh, Devin <laughs> Ross actually was part of the mix. Two catches, 21 yards. Scarlett caught a couple, uh, three and to be exact, and Stevie, Stevie Scott got two of them as well. So, again, not a banner day. For this Panther offense, they did score 24 points in the process. It's just, I don't I don't know how, to be honest with you. I know defense played a part in it as well, but still.
1: Yeah, um, it was just stars playing prevent defense, I feel like, and they were just trying to play catch-up the whole game.
0: Yeah, that, and that's really what it ended up being. It was just a matter of the the fantasy points came in garbage time because most of it after the third quarter was pretty much garbage time. So, uh, mm-hmm. all right, speaking of which, Case Cookus, 20 of 26, 76.9. I mean, I love me some Brian Scott, but I got to tell you, man, I'm loving Case Cookus at this point. 247 yards, four touchdowns, Justin Ford. Nothing he did was wrong in this game.
1: No, the game of his life it seemed like 145.4 quarterback rating. Cookus looked good and uh didn't just pass the ball, he ran it too.
0: He sure did. I I will say before we get to his, his rushing performance uh, that this is probably the most fun. And I will also say that Case Cooks was one of the only quarterbacks that will literally and 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 tell you exactly how much the cameras bug him right up in his face.
1: <laughs> For sure.
0: If he's not swatting at drone cameras, he's telling the guy that and and they are getting in some very uncomfortable positions with that camera. They're right up in his grill. I don't I don't know how you can yeah. keep your cool as a quarterback.
1: That was pretty funny. He made the completion, but he was still so angry that that drone was in his passing lane.
0: I would, I mean, look, I would be too. Uh, Although somebody that, or nobody, was in his running lane on his 79-yard touchdown run, four carries, 118 yards. He averaged 29.5 yards a carry, but, I mean, granted, 79 of that came on that long run. That was just well-blocked, well-sought, and just well-run by Case Cook. Yeah we haven't seen something like that all season long.
1: We haven't. And it was funny after he was done, he was looking for oxygen and they don't have oxygen on the sidelines there. And he was, he was a character. You could tell he was definitely feeling it.
0: Yeah. I, again, that was just one of the biggest plays of the game as far as momentum was concerned. And as far as just confidence is concerned, because you know, case cook has came in and took over the team, had a loss, had a win, had a loss, you know, it was just, he couldn't really find his footing. He he stepped in for Brian Scott who was not just a fan favorite but a really talented quarterback too and I think now we're starting to see Case Cookus sort of assert himself as the leader of this team more than anything. I mean this this performance alone shows how much of a warrior he is.
1: Absolutely and your generals are going to have their hands full when it comes playoff time with uh, Case Cookus.
0: I'm telling you it's it's a mixed bag of feelings man. It's like I love I love the quarterback for the Stars whether it's, it's Scott or Cookus, but I love the Generals because they're my team. I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know. Uh, all right, so other people brushed the ball as well in that team. And Matt Colburn got 16 carries for 48 yards. He also had a touchdown. Chris Rowland got a couple of carries, three catches, 25 yards. I love how they mixed it up there uh, and, and gave him the ball. But, yeah, Colburn continues to be the main back in this backfield.
1: Yeah, and Darnell Holland was inactive, but Paul Terry was active. They just didn't use him. i um, not sure if he's not 100% healthy yet, and they just didn't need to. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out, but for now, this looks like it's Colburn's backfield.
0: Yep, and for good reason. I mean, obviously, <laughs> he's he's proven that he can handle the load. He didn't have a great yards per carry uh, average this week at three yards a carry, but he didn't really need it. I mean, he just needed to be able to carry the ball enough to move uh, a couple of times for to set up cook for his run is really all it ended up being for
1: uh, sure
0: big plays with the name of the game though as pro wells we call his name for the second time i think on this show <laughs> one gigantic catch on a seam route 51 yards uh and a touchdown on his only target of the day they practiced it in practice justin and Cookus saw it took a shot and and completed the pass for the touchdown
1: and it was one of those plays when you watch it, you really see the confidence that Cookus has now. He stepped away from the pressure, kept his eyes down the field and hit the target, hit Pro Wells with a perfect pass who had just gotten past the, uh, the DB on him. It, it was a great play and it just kind of, it looked like everything was fully clicking.
0: I, it, to me, that was that and the run, like I said, were the two defining plays for Cookus for the season if I'm being completely honest with you, because he showed that he has the adaptability and the awareness to be able to do things like that, like complete a 51-yard pass to his tight end uh, up down the, the middle of the field. And just what a catch by pro, to be honest with you, too. Wells, Wells just grabbed that ball, and it was contested. It, it almost looked like it could have been incomplete at the end, but he just hung on to it for for dear life.
1: And people say tight ends don't have good hands. <laughs>
0: I mean, look, Petway, Doug Howard, Pro Wells. uh, The list goes on and on in this league. Uh, It's awesome. Uh, Jordan Sewell, five catches, 46 yards. He had a touchdown as well. He got in on the party. Uh, Devin Gray, four catches, 26 yards, and a touchdown. Chris Rowland, quiet day, two catches, 28 yards. Maurice Alexander, four catches, 44 yards. Four good big catches, too. Uh, to be honest with you, those were catches where his team needed him and he came through. But again, I mean, this is a, uh, they spread the ball around and, and spread the love around this, this, uh, wide receiving core
1: and a disappointing day for my boy, bug Howard. Again, uh, just can't seem to get on the same page with case Cookis. They, uh, he's been really up and down since Brian Scott has been out and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out the rest of the season and into the playoffs.
0: And he's such a talented guy. It's the frustrating thing about it, you know. You know these guys have talent. You saw it with with Brian Scott. They they really did well together. And sometimes it's just somebody getting in there and having a different camaraderie with a, a player, and it's it throws off the talent. So, uh, all right, let's move on to the last game of the weekend. Another one that you figured would have been a little bit better than it was, uh, not necessarily because the Houston Gamblers are good, but because Tampa Bay is good, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Okay, full disclosure, I picked this as the upset game because I didn't feel like any other underdog had a chance to win except for the Houston Gamblers. They weren't necessarily too far off, but... 13-3 13 to 3 was the final there as the Gamblers drop their I don't know 100th straight game. They fall to 1 and 7. They just can't win, man, and this at least this one wasn't close. At least this one it was 10 points, but it wasn't like a last second loss for the the Gamblers. They were losing pretty handily the whole time. Uh so to me, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's just it's just whatever it is. This game though featured uh, Kenji Bahar throwing the ball for the gamblers 19 of 34 159 yards and an interception clayton thorson probably still going to be hurt this might be kenji Bahar's rest of the season
1: yeah i think the latest i read he's going to have uh surgery on his elbow so i do think he'll be out the rest of the season um this has got to be a disheartening loss for the defense because the defense really showed up but just couldn't get things clicking on offense Bahar and his first start um just did not look like he was uh, comfortable at all.
0: He didn't. And in fact, he pulled it down to rush more times than he probably should have six attempts, 49 yards uh, with a log of 19. You know, again, he, he led the team in rushing as far as yardage is concerned. And that's, that's not going to cut it. It's just not going to cut, especially for Houston who needs to open up this field to their gigantic receivers and to the folks that can catch the ball for them. So you know, for Bahar, I don't know. Anthony Ratliff-Williams, uh, no completions on his one attempt. I, that play was, was junk from the start. He threw that ball at the ground.
1: Yeah, that was pretty bad.
0: That was, I don't know about the play calling there. I, I don't know that you put it in Anthony Ratliff-Williams' hands to do it. Anyways, um, Devon Whaley, 11 carries, 31 yards. Uh, Darnell Dawkins, 5 carries, 15 yards. Mark Thompson being out really has killed this team.
1: Yeah, the run game struggled. I thought Dalen Dawkins was going to get the start. They end up giving it to Whaley Moore, um, which was interesting to see. But yeah, they just couldn't get anything going on the run game.
0: 57 yards between three ball carriers that weren't Kenji Bahar. Again, that's not going to get it done, especially against the Tampa Bay team that you know that you need to clock control because they can put up big plays if they want. Uh, they didn't do it very much today, or last week rather, but... You know, they can, and it's entirely possible. Uh, talking about completing the ball for Houston, T.O. Redding, five catches, 44 yards on eight targets. Anthony Ratliff-Williams, four catches, 30 yards on six targets. Uh, Whaley had five targets. He caught four of those for 26 yards. Uh, and then Ward had three catches for 19 yards. He kind of came back down to earth. Brandon Barnes, one catch for 18 yards. Uh, Dalen Dawkins, one catch for 14 yards. Obviously, none of these guys got in the end zone. Um, Tyler Palka only one target this week, a confusing stat there. But I mean, again, when you're, when your quarterback's not really doing much, it's hard for receivers to thrive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the announcers made a big deal about Zuber being out because he is their top targeted wide receiver. But the past couple of weeks, he's kind of been trending down and Reading has been trending up. So we see more of that this week. And I'm also interested to see if they pick up a backup quarterback or if it'll be Tyler Palka, because he did play quarterback in college.
0: Yeah. I don't know if they're going to pick up a backup. I, and to be honest with you, at this point in the season, you're, you're one in seven, you're not going anywhere. Uh, you know, just continue True. to click off reps at this point. It's it keep Kenji Bahar in. If he gets hurt, then you have Palka in the waiting. But I don't know. Other than that, I just don't see the the value, I guess, in picking up another quarterback right now. I mean, Josh loves maybe looking for a third job. <laughs> Who knows? uh all right let's talk about or whoever the backup is for jordan Tamu, because you know obviously he hasn't seen the field very much Tamu going wire to wire for the bandits 98 yards justin 98 yards on 12 completions 21 attempts a touchdown an interception i i almost feel like i shouldn't even say it anymore in fact i won't justin everybody that listens to the show already knows exactly what i'm gonna say
1: Yeah. Um, you know, a bit of a broken record, but for good reason, um, has just been an overhyped player who has not lived up to the hype and disappointing day. I mean, I know they got the, the win, but less than a hundred yards in the air is a disappointing day.
0: 4.7 yards per completion, a a QB rating of 65.2. His team barely won by 10 points. It's just not sustained. Well, okay, I say that and yet they continue to sustain it. I don't even know at this <laughs> point. Uh, but his touchdown pass came early in the game and, you know, that was it. He completed a pass to, to Derek Dillon for what, seven yards, at seven yard touchdown pass. It wasn't anything spectacular, but that was it for the rest of the game. He got bailed out by his receivers on several, several opportunities. Okay, maybe not several because it was only 98 yards, (laughs) but most of the catches that moved the sticks were ones that came because his receivers bailed him out, not because he did anything good.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, And I know that they're still in this playoff race, but if they want to make the playoffs or win in the playoffs, he's got to step the game up and um, start putting up more yardage, better passing and more touchdowns.
0: They didn't do anything in the ground game either. Jawan Washington, 20 carries, 60 yards. It just it wasn't an impressive day. B.J. Emmons, 12 carries, 51 yards. He had a better day uh, averaging the rushing in 4.2, but still nothing. But Jordan Tomu did not lead the team in rushing this time. He only <laughs> carried the ball four yards for 35 yards. So, I mean, there's that, I guess.
1: Yeah, the run game again can't get anything going, but they run the ball a lot just to control the clock in this game. So smart coaching there, but they just they couldn't move the sticks a lot. So you expect more points when you run the ball thirty-seven times.
0: Yeah, and you're not getting it from any one of these guys. It's it's frustrating. Uh, I don't. I guess we should touch on the passing game because it happened. Uh, Davis three catches, thirty-seven yards. Vince Papali one catch. 23 yards. Cheyenne O'Grady, four catches, a whopping 18 yards. And then John Franklin, one catch, 10 yards. Dylan, two catches, nine yards, and that one touchdown. B.J. Ammons had a catch for a yard. But that was it, Justin. There was nothing to speak of in the passing game. So here's what we here's the here's the question, okay? As they head into the last couple of games of the season, they still have something. Uh, do they even have something to play for? I don't remember if they got something to play for anymore. Yeah, yep. they do. They still have something to play for. Are we trusting their offense going into the final games of the season? They're playing the breakers this week. Should we trust them? You
1: know, on the breakers game, they have to win if they want to make the playoffs. So if this is a game where they're going to have good fantasy football output, it would be this game. But beyond Dylan as a receiver who, I mean, he was salvaged with the touchdown this week and it's even hard to rely on Tamu. It's tough.
0: So Jordan Tamu going forward, <clears throat> I guess if we're going to analyze something, Jordan Tamu going forward, how do we approach this? And and if you have him and you went into the championship, you probably had a really strong roster to support him. So I don't know, is this panic time going into the playoffs?
1: I mean, I would be nervous. I don't think if you drafted him, it was probably with one of the first two picks. Um, we saw that in the drafts that he went pretty early. So. I don't know if you have a better option at this point. So you probably have to start him, but I, I would be nervous about it.
0: I mean, I'm already nervous every week. You hold your breath and say, I, I don't know. In fact, I want to look because I need to see for my own self what the last few weeks have been for Ta'amu as far as fantasy-wise. So week six, he had 33 points, which is great. Week ni- uh, seven, he had nine points. Last week, he had nine points again. So... He's just, again, not really producing for you in a way that you need a quarterback to produce for you in fantasy football. Uh, so I'm okay if you're going to try to do something to get cute going into the playoffs and not count on Jordan Tamu to sort of ruin your entire <laughs> entire game.
1: And I play for, uh, against him, so I'm I'm rooting for him to have a bad game.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, or for whoever you're playing to not listen to this show and pick up somebody that we're going to talk about after we get back from the break cuz there's a couple of suggestions that i've got for you uh, as we as we talk about start sits and quite possibly some folks to pick up on the waiver wire so we will do that justin when we come back from our break but first let's talk about win bet make sure that you are getting down on the win bets bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets you can take part in the ultimate fantasy football experience as well if you bet 500 dollars on sports or casino before july 31st you can get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at encore beach club including a two-night stay at the win resorts for you and your entire league bring all your buddies you can even multiple entry you can do multiple entries they are allowed go party with dj diesel If you bet $100 on NBA or casino, you could be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel. That's Shaq. Shaq O'Neal, for those of you who don't know. uh, The performance at Encore Beach Club at night as well as meet and greet DJ Diesel this summer. So much to choose from. All you got to do is download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let's move on to Sleeper, it's the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. I use it for so many of my leagues, including a Zombie League, Dynasty League, Redraft League, uh, you know, whatever league you could think of. I've got Sleeper (laughs) rosters on there. Uh, It's a game changing product, it's unlike anything else in the industry now. You can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing the new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, the number of points in basketball, hits in baseball. Then you choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. And the reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper, it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing right now. Download Sleeper to play their new over-under game and have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone by joining our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad. Get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 Supplements. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. All of these things cost you less than $3 a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. And to make it easy, a- Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do, visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Bet you didn't know, but browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy. That's right. Without added security, you may as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and all sorts of other prying eyes. That is why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It is literally that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on your speeds. So your computers, tablets, phones, Even devices like a Fire Stick, when you're streaming media, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for you with a 30-day money-back guarantee like getting nine months for free ipvanish is super easy to use all you got to do tap one button and you're instantly protected you won't even know that it is on so stop sharing with the world everything you stream everything you search for everything you buy take back your privacy today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. so go to ipvanish.com sgp use the promotional code sgp claim your 70 percent savings that's ipvanish.com slash sgp We are back from the break, ready to help you win your championship or your playoffs, anyways. I, I want to help you win your championship ultimately, but let's get you past this first round of the playoffs first with some of our start-sit questions uh, that me and Justin have compiled for you. Players that you are probably keeping an eye on trying to figure out to yourself, hmm, should I start this guy or not? Should I pick this guy up if he's available? Uh, and-, and like I said, we want to help you win a USFL fantasy football championship we start justin with isaiah henny we talked about him a little bit probably one of the only maulers players you could probably trust at this point right
1: absolutely um i don't know if you can trust bailey gaither like you did or trey walker but isaiah henny the past couple weeks 19 percent target share 28 percent 25 percent that's equated to 11.1 fantasy points 4.8 and 18 um so, you know, a little bit of an up and down there, but two of those three weeks over 10 points, great flex position because I'm guessing you didn't have to invest much in him since he nobody had heard of him until three weeks ago. So you probably picked him up on the waivers, or maybe he's sitting out there still. Um, definitely somebody that I think is safe to throw in the flex because for whatever reason, whether it's Badley or Roland Rivers, they seem to like um, Isaiah Henning. They like throwing to him.
0: Okay, so I guess the question becomes, who is it? Is it Vad Lee or is it Roland Rivers? I mean, I know what I do, and I'd probably continue to roll Roland Rivers out because now you've pot now you've committed. You've shown me now that you don't know or you don't mean what you say. So just keep rolling out Roland Rivers because at this point, it doesn't matter. They're eliminated completely, and, and maybe if it is even a carousel between Rivers and Lee over the last couple of games – even if that happens mid game or not, even if we see a two quarterback approach, um, yeah, all they're going to probably end up doing is just throwing the ball at this point.
1: Yeah, agreed. I think they um, you can't jump back and forth. I think they definitely have to go with Roland Rivers again, but it wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past Kirby Wilson to throw Vadley back out there.
0: About to say you're you're <laughs> trusting Kirby Wilson to actually do something. Uh, right. Look at their next two games. They got the the stars coming up. And they've also got the Panthers coming up. So uh, they could end up probably winning that Panthers game. I I would see them winning. But if they want to keep up with the Stars, they're going to have to throw the ball, and they're going to have to throw it off. And so, um, because they're not running against the Stars, I'll tell you that much right now. For sure. So, uh, all right, let's move on to the next player on your list. And this one, you're heartbroken over, in fact. (laughs) I know. Uh, I see the name. I see the despair in your face as you start to talk about your favorite guy uh, in Bug Howard.
1: Yep, you can no longer trust Bug Howard. Kills me to say that, but started off um, with so much promise. I mean, he was the top tight end, and the past two weeks he's had 2.9 fantasy points and 1.3, so just really poor performance, and um, his connection with um, Case Cookus because Once Cook has officially took over in week four, I know Cook has came in week three, but at that point, bug already had a touchdown from Brian Scott. So he's only had one game after that over 10 fantasy football points. Um, Just really been struggling with the case in there. And I think that's going to continue. So, you got to start looking elsewhere.
0: <sighs> Unfortunately, you do. I agree. And you can't, yeah, you just can't start Bug Howard anymore uh, after two down weeks. And, and, and you know, we've talked about the schedule. It doesn't get any easier. Maulers, for whatever they are, they're okay on defense more often than not. I mean, I, I think the problem with their defense is, is mainly because uh, they, they just are on the field too much because their offense can't do anything. So. It, they give up points because they're on the field. It's just the, the nature of the beast. So, but I think it will be tough for a lot of folks to have a, a lot of success against the Maulers as far as many receivers receiving, um, receiving votes, I suppose, going forward. So especially if they got nothing else to lose. Um, but yeah, Bug Howard has proven that he and Cookus are not on the same page. So as much as it pains you, uh, I think we have to sit Bug Howard this week. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next uh, another bad team, but a good player because that that does exist especially in this league still a bad team, but a good player and, and Tio Redding makes your list.
1: Yep, and this is another guy that you might have drafted him, but those first four weeks he didn't do much. He was injured week one week two played week three, but only had one catch then week four. He didn't play but since then he has averaged 22 percent of the target share um, he, he's probably a better flex piece than a wide receiver one or two, uh, because he does have 6.5, 16.6, 9.8, 9.4. So nothing crazy, but he's putting up consistent numbers the past four weeks. He's, he's getting you your catches. He's getting you yards where he's really lacked. He only has one touchdown, but this is a team again, that they have to throw the ball to stay in games. And Tio Redding is the guy that's getting a lot of those looks.
0: Yeah, and I like T.O. Redding. I mean, obviously, we, we talked about T.O. Redding a little bit anyways going into the season as far as maybe being somebody that we were looking for and looking to, to prove. And, yeah, you may have picked him up on the waiver wire because somebody probably dropped him a couple weeks into the season thinking, oh, he's not going to do me any good, and now he's come on. And if Kenji Bahar continues to be the quarterback there, then I have a feeling that you're going to see a little more uh, from From T.O. Redding. So I'm okay with that. And if he is available out there, I don't know. Uh, He could be out there. Somebody could have dropped him and not wanted to pick him up or, you know, whatever, or didn't. Nobody picked him up after his good week because they couldn't trust him. If he's still out there, do it. But if he's on your bench, I would plug him in for sure this week, uh, you know, to play in your fantasy playoffs. Agreed. Speaking of somebody to do that, I'm going to go ahead and give you a, I guess, This one I'm not necessarily as sold on as my next one, uh, but if you're looking for somebody that is uh, that is not Jordan Tamu, I give you Kenji Bahar. <clears throat> now in our big league, he was not available from the get go. <laughs> in fact, it was Colby Dant who actually took him in the draft. Uh, so we we knew that he was definitely off the board but he could be available in your other leagues kenji Bahar, if he does play i mean like i said he was only he only gave you 9.26 fantasy points last week but that was just a miserable game altogether from everybody on the field i have a feeling that this this may be a better opportunity for him to come out swinging uh, especially against the uh, stallions who they're taking on now and they're going to need to do something against the stallions Uh, the stallions are undefeated. So it could very easily be that they're playing from behind and we'll see uh more of Kenji Bihar. Or it could go the other way. <laughs> he could get sacked and throw 16 interceptions. I don't know. What thoughts on Kenji Bihar?
1: Yeah, I mean in 9.26, you you look at that and you think it's really not that many points. But this week Kyle Sloter had 3.54. Three weeks ago, Kyle Sloter had 5.74. So, you know, some of your starters that you think are just automatic plugins aren't even getting you to that nine points. So if you're desperate or you had an injury come up or maybe you just did have Clayton Thorson and now you need to roll with Kenji Bahar, I, I don't. I think you could do worse than Kenji.
0: I think you could do worse than Kenji, especially this next week if he gets another chance to, to do it. Because I mean, look, he's going to run, you know, and, and that's really what's going to end up being is I think more often than not, you're going to get the the points from him by running. So I don't know. For that's, sure. that's what I'm at. Uh, all right. And then another quarterback on my list that I'm going to give to you is somebody that I've had on my roster for a very long time, and that is Paxton Lynch. I, I 100% thought at the beginning of the year he was going to have this job in Michigan. Turns out, took a little while, but he's got the job in Michigan. He now is the starting quarterback for the Michigan Panthers. Last week, he got you 20.04 points in uh, fantasy. I mean, if he's still out there on the waiver wire, grab him for sure. And plug him in to play, and uh, you know if he's if he was on your bench last week, and you had Jordan Tamu, maybe you had the other you know half of that. I would definitely play Paxton Lynch over Jordan Tamu this week.
1: Yeah, for sure. Twenty two point zero four fantasy points, um, and he most likely, unless somebody's really been just hanging on to him, he's probably out there in your your six team leagues because we went from. Thinking this was going to be his team too, it never was. And then it was Josh Love's, and now it's his again. Um, I, I assume he was probably more injured than they were letting on, or they let out. So now he's healthy, and it looks like he will be their starter.
0: And the Panthers are eliminated too. So you know now they've got not a whole lot to play for. They're playing the Generals, so they would love nothing more than to spoil the Generals' uh, run that they're on right now. And nothing says uh, we're better. We're we're still bad, but we're better than you than beating a, a good team, and Paxton Lynch has got a lot of pride to play for, and let's be perfectly honest, Justin, tape to put down, that's probably what he's after, he, I know he wants a shot in the NFL again, he's not content to let this be his ultimate destination, he he wants to put down good tape, and that's not going to happen if he doesn't play well.
1: Yeah, for sure, I mean, former first round NFL draft pick, he's got a lot to play for as far as, not just his pride, but to keep playing professional football.
0: Yep. I mean, and, and to me, that, that speaks more loudly, I think, than anything else that we can talk for. Because the guys that are eliminated from playoff contention, that's fine. But, you know, this crop of folks are looking for that next rung. And and if, if they can continue to put down good tape, then the chances are good that they're going to get there. So,
1: Or even just another season in the USFL.
0: Right? I mean, yeah, at this point, play again. I, I, yep. I've talked about it before. My... Goal to actually see this league thrive on its own and not just as a stepping stone to the NFL. I always hate it when spring leagues are approached with that manner. It's like (laughs) survive on your own, and if people make it, that's fine. Uh, Don't don't strive for that. Uh, All right. So the last guy on my list is a New Orleans Breaker receiver that's actually uh, somebody I think is worth, and I have him on my Taylor uh, on my uh, roster as well, and that's Taiwan Taylor. Uh, who last week got you nine point six fantasy points? This Breakers offense, like I said, Sloter turns the ball over all the time. You probably won't get touchdowns out of Taiwan, but if you can keep getting catches and if you can keep getting fantasy points out of him, then you know I think that you're you're going to be good coming down the stretch. And I think he's in for another one of those weeks where he very well could end up being the leading receiver on that team once more as they play the Bandits. Because we know the Bandits, is they're not the greatest team in the world on either end of the ball. So if this is a get-right game for Slaughter, then this is a get-right game for Slaughter.
1: Yeah, and the Bandits have been exceptionally bad on defense. I know they held in Houston only three, but that's Houston. So I definitely think this is a great opportunity for Taylor. Um, he has been, you know, for how great Jonathan Adams was and Johnny Dixon at the beginning of the seasons, it's kind of evened out a lot more and Taewon Taylor and Sal canella are kind of even get more looks than those two are. So, um, or more completions anyways, I guess the, the targets are all around the same for all those receivers, but Taewon seems to be doing more with his. So I definitely think he's worth a start um, whether that's in your wide receiver two or your flex spot.
0: Yeah, I think probably more of a flex play, but oh, I mean, you know, I, I I can make the case for for wide receiver two. If you look back to the last time that these teams met, uh, Taywan had five catches for forty three yards, and this was before he even really came on. So you know, if he had five, he caught all five of his targets back then in uh, in week two, so now that he's a little more of a thing, uh, yeah, this definitely could bump him up into at least wide receiver two territory if Slaughter can get his act together. Um, but yeah, if he's out there on the waiver wire, grab him. Or if he's uh, if he's somebody that uh, you're looking for to to plug in after last week's, I think you can definitely do it and uh, and feel good about it.
1: Especially if you were relying on like Bailey Gaither or Trey Walker, if you had those guys um, just not putting up the points they were, uh, it's worth taking a shot on Taylor.
0: I will say that in the listener league that we're in, uh, he is available uh, and and definitely somebody that uh, you know is is there uh all right <clears throat> that go is real quick. <laughs> <laughs> i know you're like i'm gonna go pick them up right now see <laughs> we don't just give the advice we take the advice that's right uh all right well justin we have reached the end of our players on the start sit list we're getting close to reaching the end of usfl fantasy football season are you a little sad about that
1: a little bit. What are we going to talk about next?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's this other league that's out there. It's called, uh, I don't know, the, the NFL. Uh, I don't know. You tell Never me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's some guys that play in there, and they're okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, all right, Justin, why don't you let everybody, remind everybody where they can find you on the Internet and on the SGPN.
1: Yeah, follow me on Twitter at jmarkfootball, and find me on SGPN's website and app
0: all over the place, giving out great USFL advice and uh, just killing it in the space. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez. Find this show and all of the SGP and fantasy world at SGP and fantasy. Check back with us on Wednesday as Tyrell comes back for episode one Oh one. And then of course on Thursday, we come back with one Oh two to talk about some more NFL fantasy football. But until then, good luck in your fantasy playoffs. If you are in there, Good luck, and hopefully you continue on to the championship game as the USFL continues on their championship march. So until next time, everybody, good luck, and let it ride!